Good morning, made in the 80s. Nice. Thanks. Yeah, that's well, well done. <laughs> this is Made in the 80s, podcast about the 80s by people who were made in the 80s. I'm Shildia, and we have... Tim. Kenda. So this week's episode is a surprise. We were planning to do Joker, but we're going to hold that uh, episode for next week because we wanted to do a movie in honor of Veterans Day and then realized that... Um, in order to release it on Veterans Day, we had to cut in line. So this episode is dedicated to Veterans Day. Thank you all of the veterans for all of your service. And um, we hope that you enjoy this episode. I actually enjoyed watching the movie that we chose for this year, which is Good Morning Vietnam with the great Robin Williams. Um, we'll talk about that in a little while. Uh, and I will put the sh- timestamp in the show notes. If you want to jump straight to it, feel free. But first, on this end, you guys, what's the news? Um... Quick follow-up, we talked about Jason Mitchell and his issues months ago, back in the spring, early summer, when he was booted from The Shy and was booted out of that film Desperado for Netflix because of misconduct. Uh, they also previously noted in this, it was like a Hollywood Reporter interview with the showrunner who said that this whole HR thing and Tiffany Boone, who was on the show, on, on The Shy, left The Shy because of him. So he, he was harassing women? Is that what this one was yes. about? And yeah. who's the um, producer who I was kind of... Yeah, okay. Maybe not moved as fast as we hoped for. Yeah. Um, also, a story came out that when he was on... Uh, we had an incident on Delta where he sort of had this rage incident on Delta plane. Had to remove him because he was angry. Which he talks about. But also, he had gotten to a bar fight at, when he was shooting King Kong Skull Island. I did not hear and, about that. And one. had to have a handler with him the rest of the time they were on set. Oh, jeez. A bar fight? Yeah. Also. In our movie. Yeah. I had to have a handler. Handler. Like, somebody with him. Somebody with him, like, this is to all... stop other people from interacting with him or to stop him from well, interacting with other sounds people. Sounds like he. And we'll get to that in a second. But then also, there's an incident where some woman slapped him in, in Boston over something at a bar. So he goes on a breakfast club. I mean, I'm just saying, like. Is he clever? Like, he must no. be running his mouth. Like, how is it that this sure. stuff is happening? Okay. One incident at a bar. Another incident at a bar. Another incident at a bar. Another and? incident that involved drinking. There's a common denominator here with him and drinking. Fair. Okay. Goes on a breakfast club to get this interview and pretends to not know why he got booted off any of these projects. What? His story is with the Esperados that, oh, I, I, we were out drinking and it told us not to be alone because they were in Mexico City. So I made, I made sure she got back to her hotel or whatever she was staying. And the next thing, I know I wake up to all these allegations. I'm like, well, what happened? He's claiming a blackout. He's claiming, uh, his thing, he may be, here's the, here's the honest God truth, he may be blackout drunk and not, and not really know. But I know guys who get a little weird when they're drunk drunk. But he pretends to not know why is even if he didn't know he pretends to not know why he's been dismissed right why it's not agency, like they haven't told him yeah why his agency dropped him yeah he could even be like allegedly this happened i don't remember it they're saying misconduct he's, even... he's like no one's told me so you so your agency dropped you you've been lost you've been kicked off of two projects and you don't know mm-hmm. you have no idea what's happening this is all news to you you sound like you're unlock you make it sound like you're unlawfully fired from desperado but you've taken zero legal action against it. Okay. So what's your read? He's not telling the truth. 
<laughs> like I'm, I'm watching this interview like this is a bad look because you're not being honest Cause I, and I don't understand your ability to move forward in truth and if you're about healing and, and taking care of your mental health which they get into later on in the interview it's like 50 minutes long if you're not honest about who you harmed how you harmed them and trying to move forward because he's just not yeah yeah so this is really unfortunate unfortunate for him um he says he's like doing his own production and like going back to his old agency i hope he gets some help i hope he stops hanging around with bars because all these incidents seem to involve him around alcohol and drinking and he and he talked up to i'm from new orleans and i've seen stuff happen i've seen people die and I've what does a, that have to do i've had a rough it? upbringing I guess. Be yeah, professional. You still had to be around people. Be, be you don't want to contribute to other people having Fam. bad lives. Like, <laughs> What are you doing? Mm. Why, do, why do these women not feel safe with you on set? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. No, no sure She doesn't like it. <laughs> yeah. yeah and, and, you know, Charlemagne and Envy aren't the best people to sort of have that discussion and sort of drill down a little bit deeper and be like, okay, well, what's actually happening? Right. They're just like, oh, man, that's crazy. Nah, but instead of like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. What you're saying doesn't make any sense. No real, yeah, no real pushback. But that's probably why he agreed to go on there versus other places, right? Of course. Of course. Of course. Okay. Any other news? Not on my behalf today. No. Not on my behalf. Behalf was a weird word. Yes, I know. As I said it, I know behalf was the wrong word. On my part is what I meant. <laughs> Okay. She has a condition. She can't stop I, laughing. I have a condition. I'm sorry. Um, all right. Well, I don't have any other news. Tim, do you have anything else? No, that's it for me. Okay. Uh, what are you guys doing? What are you watching, thinking about, listening to? I saw Ryan Johnson's new movie, Knives Out, which I really enjoyed. Yeah? Lots of fun, funny, little whodunit. Um, when did the rest of us see it? Thanksgiving weekend. Okay. It, I, that's probably a good time. Like, good probably time. It's a lot coming out that like, weekend. A lot of us will go to. Can you tell us who done it? No. Oh. Don't. That would be a spoiler. <clears throat> I don't want to know. <laughs> a little video came up before the film from Ryan Johnson about not spoiling it. Hey, guys. Remember. Yeah, don't spoil the movie. So we're not going to spoil it. Knives but, uh, out. It's a lot of fun. Really good cast. Really, really hilarious stuff that happens in there. So it's great. I think I'm people. Excited. I think people are going to really enjoy it. One of my favorites this year, easily. Did you say The weekend is in this movie? No. Okay. It's coming he, out Thanksgiving weekend. He's in that other movie, right? I, I, no, I remember earlier. I was, I was like, I saw him in a movie trailer, and we were talking, and I couldn't come up with Uncut Gems, and I thought you said Knives Out. Two words. No, he's in Uncut Gems. Um, an adjective and a noun. Yeah. Plural. Uh, yeah. Well, I think people will like Knives Out. Thank you, sir. Plural. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um. Cool. I'm excited. Then. Thank you. Anything else that you're up to? Oh, that's it. Yeah? Well, that's it for me. Watching Watchmen. Not a whole lot. Rick and Morty's back. Ooh. Wait, it's back? Yeah, Sunday. Oh. And so uh, it's not. What are well, you... It's back. By the time this is out, it's back. So this episode's coming out on Veterans Day. Are you doing anything special for a, with a day off? No. Cleaning up. Reading. Resting? Resting. I like it. Yeah. Kendon, what about you? What are you up to? Um, I watched an entire uh, series of uh, season of a series called Goliath. Oh yeah, you were watching that About Billy what? Bob Thornton with Billy Bob Thornton. So, I, I, well, Tim's question indicates that he has not seen it. I was going to ask if he had seen it. Shalia, I'm going to try to get. you. I know this. nothing about it. 
Um, it's about a lawyer who left in a, like a massive firm under whatever circumstances. He's also an alcoholic. His wife still works at the firm. And he's enemies with the guy at the top of the firm who's played by William Hurt. Is played mm-hmm. by William Hurt, who's an actor I really like. And so I was bothered the entire time that he was this villain mm-hmm. and almost mustache twirling sort of villain. Oh. He's got burns on the side of his face and just, and that plays a part into his character. It was all kind of weird. And he never like, uh, opens the windows in his penthouse office. Um, anyways, so, um, the name, I think, is kind of a, an allusion to da- David and Goliath, right? So his... <laughs> kind of. <laughs> yeah. So Billy Bob... Billy Bob. Billy Bob, uh, he goes by Billy McBride. His He works out of, like, a motel, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, he's drunk. He's now separated from his wife, and blah, 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 blah. Um, anyways, it's a really, it, it, I really enjoyed the first season. I've got the second season going while I, uh, sometimes while I play games, it's, it's less interesting. How but many this seasons one, in? I think it's three in, um, I heard about it on the slash film cast and, um, shout out, shout out, sounded interesting to me. The first season has to do with somebody who works for a defense contractor who supposedly committed suicide under suspicious circumstances and, you know, people, there's, there's characters who don't believe that that's what happens. And so mm-hmm. he needs to, to dr- drill down to the truth. Um, and he goes up against this, this large corporation, can which he is handle the truth. He can by drinking. Um, hmm. <laughs> but, um, the, the client or the company he's going up against is a client of his own, his old firm. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a face off between him and the guy who used to be his friend, but is now his enemy. And yeah. So he's David, not Goliath. Oh yeah. He's definitely David. Interesting. You like it? You recommend it? Reference? I do. I recommend it. And Shalia probably roll her eyes at a lot of the, uh, the legal stuff going on, but it's fun. Is there a lot of legal stuff going on? It sounds like a lot of investigation and like digging, but are they there's, actually there's in both. There's, court? There's politics and courtroom scenes and there's a few times where Shalia was like, You're not, I, I feel like I could hear Shalia say, you know, you don't get away with that in front of a judge. Mm. <laughs> there, there's some stuff like that. And then also I've been into courtrooms and none of them are impressive looking like the courtrooms that I've seen. <laughs> like it's not, you know, law and, I, like I would watch a lot of law, law and order growing up and they were like, those those like really impressive uh and the wood and everything like looked really like nice and the courtrooms i've gone into i've seen are like Shelly has given me a look like maybe i shouldn't criticize I mean, courtrooms wood i don't know what you're talking about like you've been in some of our nicest courtrooms i'm so i'm a little concerned about <laughs> how These underwhelmed are, uh, you are i mean it i mean you know public resources whatever no, it's it's not even public research. I'm not saying that they're run down. I'm just saying they look modern. They look like a place of business. <laughs> these these are the courtrooms in the TV shows are kind of. I'm I'm looking for the word not majestic, but it, like it has a certain old like respectability to it. I mean, it. like ours are like wood and marble, but like the the floors are like carpeted. Huh. I. Uh... It doesn't have that click, click, click as all of the people walk in and it's like cavernous and impressive. 
<laughs> I'm really surprised. I mean, like, I'm thinking, I, I don't remember all of the ones that you've been in, but the one that I know you've been in is absolutely like that. Where we so went I'm to do surprised. the practical joke? No, not that one. But yeah, that one. I mean, that's not carpeted. I don't some anyway. of them I've been into a carpeted. I'm just saying, none of them blow me away. So this is this is TV lawyering is my point. Mm-hmm. You know, the impressive everything is really impressive looking. So, and then yeah, you you know a little bit better. Yeah. I have not seen it at all, um, but I will watch it with you. Yeah. Cool. Anything else you've been watching? You want to talk about? Not right now. No. Okay. Um, so what I've been up to is a lot. So. Um, first I started, it's only one episode in at the time I was watching, um, his dark materials, uh, which I actually really, really, really like. And apparently Kendon says it's related to the golden compass. Yes. Um, which I also know nothing about, but I really like it. It's got the girl from Wolverine. Who's going to be the new Wolverine or Logan. And it's James McAvoy. So it's like Wolverine and X-Men or I guess Wolverine is X-Men, so, like, we've got... And Lester Freeman from The Wire? And Lester Freeman from The Wire is in it. But, like, I was just like, oh, like, you guys have the same agents or same people making this or whatever. But it was HBO. really fun. I love it. I think it. HBO likes to use the same actors in some places. Yeah. And then, like, you've got the demons, and they're all super cute. Um, it's it's going to be difficult because I'm sure some will be injured, and then I'll be upset. You should explain what a demon is because you just said demons are cute. Yeah, so in this show, it's based on the novel, His Dark Materials, and or the, the series, and then um, Golden Compass came out a few years ago. It's a movie, and so it's like part of your human soul. It's a different world. It's not this one. Part of your human soul is partially in a animal, so it's like you have these animal companions that, um, yeah, it's your... It's your demon, they call it, but it has an A in the word, and they're really cute, and they're just, like, uh, like all kinds of animals. So, anyway, I liked it. I'm going to watch more when it comes out, um, as they come out, so I'm excited about that. convinced that she didn't see this movie in the theater with me, but I saw it in the theater, and there's only one person in the universe I would be watching this movie with in the theater. <laughs> and I don't so think So, when she me. says that she knows nothing about it, I don't believe her. Yeah, Ken is convinced I've seen Golden Compass, but I don't think so. In fact, I really... Th- feel like we saw it in the Tacoma at a theater next to the Tacoma Target. There is a theater next to the, well, there was it's a church now. But there was. But in 2007, there was a theater there. I'm almost certain that we saw that movie there. I don't know if around a holiday, right. I want to say, but I saw Meet Joe Black at that theater. But I don't know about that, this one. Anyway, so saw that. I started watching that, and I am recommending it to friends, but I haven't seen any other episodes. Hopefully, it's good. Um, the other ones that I wanted to talk about is we just got back from Hawaii, and I have watched some plane movies. So the ones I wanted to tell you about today are um, Detective Pokemon, and I loved it. It's fun. Yeah. Fun one. I want to see that one. It was really fun. Like it was um I was afraid that Ryan Reynolds was going to be like Deadpool Ryan Reynolds and he wasn't. He was actually like not Ryan Reynolds fully. Like he was just kind of Not like even the Ryan Reynolds guy. from um Hobbs and Shaw. That's more Deadpool Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, like he wasn't over the top. He was like oh, kind of normal. Um I really liked it. So that I am recommending. I mean as a plane movie, right? So take that with the Ooh, salt I might be in a plane with. sometime in the future nearly. And then um, I also watched Late Night. Um, it's a great one. Did you like it? I really enjoyed it. What's yeah. it about? 
So it's got Mindy and I don't remember Lahiri. Mindy Kaling. Who's Lahiri? It's Mindy Kaling. She's from The Office. Yeah, it's got Mindy and it's got Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson. Um, Emma is a late night um, comedian, like show host for years and years and years and years. And it's like, oh, you've been around forever and you're not funny anymore and we're going to cancel your show. Yeah. So they're she's got to like. They're not going to cancel her show. They're going to bring in a new guy. Yeah, we're going to cancel you. <laughs> is she not funny? She's not funny. And she's. It's, well, it's, she, she so it's not, it's, about, not, like, it's not unjustified? She's, she wants to talk about serious stuff um, while others are bringing in like. Mm, you know, reality stars and being funny. Okay. Um, so she wants to be more John Oliver, but she's on late night. Or um, even even John Stewart by yeah, the, the later. Yeah, the show, old yeah. ones. Yeah. So, um, and then there's also a thing of like, she doesn't like women. So she like, her whole writing staff is all white guys. So they need it. She's like, hire a woman. So they, they need a diversity hire. And like, literally in the interview there, she's like, have you hired a woman yet? And he's like, okay, so she's hired. So Mindy... Uh, becomes one of the writers so that's the show i didn't like it oh. like um again it was on a plane so maybe it was like you know maybe the experience wasn't as good for me like, you yeah. know helping it but like you like a lot of things, movies you watch exactly, on the plane like so. a lot of things fell flat and it just it didn't fit for me and um I was a little disappointed. there were definitely gems within it and like funny mm. things and i think i laughed out loud i didn't like times. the ending yeah, I, like the the last scene with her and the guy, I was like, "What? This is unnecessary." Yeah, that and like, I just there were points where I'm just like, things didn't connect. Like they're telling me more than actually convincing me and showing yeah. me. And I don't know if maybe that's editing. There's like something's missing, but like, I get where like it's a it's a typical story that I've seen before. I get where they're going. Kind of remind me a little of a newsroom in a different way, but like, they didn't they didn't convince me. So I think of. Fun thing to add on or useful thing is that the director's name is uh, Nisha Gan- Ganatra, and she's a Canadian American um, of in, of Indian descent. So I find it maybe this is partially autobiographical or something like that. She also worked on Transparent. So perhaps being the only woman in a production, the only woman of color in a production. Or Indian American in a production. So, I mean, that's the thing is like the, she, that those pieces were really good and Mindy they don't spend a lot was, of time on that though they don't and that's the thing is like Mindy makes comments about it and I'm like yeah I'm glad she said that and like they they do that but it's it's all s- s- very white centric anyway like mm-hmm. you've got Mindy's perspective and then you've got like everybody else and so she makes these side comments that I think are funny and I liked but like mm-hmm. they're not um it's not, it's not, what's the movie that I really loved with, uh, Ali Wong? Uh, Always Be My Maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not, it's not for me, I guess. Well, the screenplay was written by Mindy, in fact, as well. Like, it's just, it's very, it's, I, 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 yeah. I, I there are funny she, things. She, they're talking about diversity hires, they're making funny jokes, and it's like, yep, you're right about that, but like, that's not what the movie's about, and that's not what they comment on. It's also about women, and... It didn't work for you. Being funny. Yeah, it didn't work for me. I'm looking it, at the cast. I like the cast. I almost like I was like it felt like almost made for Netflix. Oh. Is but again, I was on a plane. Yeah. So it could be that. So, no. you know, friends, I give it a shot, but I didn't didn't love it. And then finally, the other one I want to tell you guys about was the movie Tolkien. So oh. there's a movie um about the guy who wrote Lord of the Rings, and it's a really interesting You have my attention. 
Huh. It's really interesting. It's played by the boy from About a Boy. Um, Wait. He's also Beast. I was going to say Nicholas Holt. <laughs> Is that his name? Yeah. Uh, it was funny because I had finished Do- uh, Dark Phoenix, who, and he's in that, and then this, and then I watched... Uh, McAvoy when I got home and I'm like all these guys are like in everything I've seen no advertising for this movie I didn't even know it existed yeah it exists yeah, it came um, out this year. it's a biopic and like it was really interesting I actually didn't finish it because the plane landed <laughs> so which I don't know good, how it ends which is a good thing yeah plane landing is positive no that the plane landed Yes, it's good that the plane landed. I was happy to be home, but it was kind of funny because it's like, oh, and so I got to watch the end of it. But it's um, it's interesting because the things that I knew about Tolkien were, um, they were they were mentioned, but they weren't as like, oh, that's weird. Like I can't believe it. Like they're just like they're. What would those things be? Um, like him being a linguist, <laughs> and like being really interested in language. Um, Wait, that seems central to what's interesting. Which makes, yes, it is. And it's central. And so it's not special because it's like, this is his life. Who plays C.S. Lewis? I don't know. I don't see. So again, I'm not done yet. But like, I didn't see C.S. Lewis in it. Um, but I it don't starts, see him in here. It starts with him as a little kid. Um, and like, it's like the f- group of friends that he has as a kid. And then getting into older life and... So anyway, I actually really like it. I recommend it. I think it's good um, and interesting, but I haven't finished it yet. Yeah. I want to add, so I, I Googled the movie just so I could get some of these facts that I've been, um, but there's this new thing. I haven't seen this before on Google where it says top voted tags uh-huh. and it's uh, the top ones for this are touching, intelligent, strong acting, thought provoking, underrated, sophisticated, uh, sophisticated, powerful visuals, and a few more. This is an interesting idea. Yeah. Give you kind of an idea whether or not you'd want to try this movie. Yeah. Does like descriptors. Yeah. As opposed to just looking at like I usually mean, they'd have like two or three like uh, rating systems. Sure. But like hashtag sophisticated. Who like what are you posting? Anything? What are you posting and saying hashtag sophisticated? Like who? why am I going to search that? Like, no, I no. What's your search? They're tags. Like, they're tags. Right. So you. You might go in and say, I'm looking for a sophisticated movie with nice visuals that's heart- heartwarming. And it hits those three. I think it's an interesting idea. Because mm. mm-hmm. otherwise, you just get thumbs up or thumbs down or one like one out of or uh, one to five rating. It doesn't really give you much unless you read the person's review, which a lot of people are not going to read a full on review. And which might be spoilery on top. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like the mm-hmm. idea. Okay. Um, anyway, that's what I've been up to. So, yeah, those are some recommendations for friends. Um, after you listen to this, you still have the rest of Veterans Day off, so you can watch some movies. Um, all right, you guys ready to get into the movie? Yep, ready. Picture a man going on a journey beyond sight and sound. He's entered the demilitarized zone. Good morning, Vietnam! Nineteen eighty-seven. Good morning, Vietnam. Um, starring Robin Williams. Tim, tell us a little it more. It's directed it. by Barry Levinson, who we all remember directed Rain Man. Wait, uh-huh. same director, huh? Same director. Uh, stars Robin Williams, late Robin Williams, Forrest Whitaker, Tung Thanh Tran, who plays Tuan, uh, Bruno Kirby, Robert Wool, J.T. Walsh. Um, yeah, 
Which That's one of it? those is the um, other guy who's from Batman? That's what he's from. <laughs> he, uh, he's another Robert radio Wool. host who's good natured. Yeah, Robert Wool. He yeah. So he was he played I don't know what the name of the character was but the other journalist um, who was working with uh, Vicky Vale. Oh, oh, the guy, yeah. Knox. Put, Knox. Knox. Yeah, he yeah. played Knox in Batman. I knew he was familiar. We just mm-hmm. talked about him. That dress last week. So Robert wow. back. Already he's, he's returned. Look at that. Yeah, so that's that's it. That's, that's it. Movie. So I, I said 1987 because it was released in 1987, but like that was like a limited release and it was actually in theaters, like most theaters in January 1988. So if friends are fact checking, that's why I Got said that. Got that limited so. release to get that Academy Award knob. Yep. Um, did what it is get the one? cutoff? Uh, I think December or something. Did it? Did it get any awards? Do we know or nominations? It has to have. I hope so. It was so good. Did you guys like it? Just in general? Yes, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um. Hopefully, it was a fun one for um all of our friends too. So, I picked this one. Um, and I picked it because I just have good memories of it as like a kid watching it. I don't have any idea how old I was, but it's like that like fuzzy memory age of like. I don't really remember, but I remember liking it. Um, I'm sure I had not a whole lot of um, understanding of what was going on, but my takeaway was there's this really funny, happy, good person who is on the radio and wants to report the real news, and they won't let him. And he makes friends along the way. So (laughs) that's what I would have picked up from then. Now it's a little bit different, but not a whole lot different. I guess I did understand the nuance a little bit though so friends this movie is about um robin williams playing a care uh a uh, uh, person from the air force um who is a dj for radio, radio host, yeah. for the military which is just amazing i didn't even know they had that and i want to know how to have that job um so he's flown in from crete to vietnam because the general in vietnam heard him and thought he was funny and decided to bring him to Vietnam. So this is 1965. It takes place in 1965. And he, so he does, he comes to Vietnam, is introduced to Forrest Whitaker, who's like his handler. <laughs> um, and, uh, is funny like it's so he's immediately like, a hit immediately a hit, everybody. um and like just does his thing and um you know the more like straight uh stick up their butt people are mm-hmm. not liking him which isn't surprise um and then he's also because he's like personable he ends up making friends with um vietnamese like local vietnamese um people and teaching an english class yes because he had to follow the girl which is like a goodwill hunting influence yeah. um hmm. or see about go, go see about a girl um and so ends up making friends but is also like this movie really is about like his job is to uplift spirit like he is there to bring some laughs and joy and like some happiness to the troops that are there in a very um scary dangerous dangerous depressing place right you know what this is kind of like uh an earlier version of uh, Patch Adams. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's what his job is. And and he's good at it. And he cares. And so it makes sense. But, like, it's hard because it's ignoring reality. And he can't talk about what's really happening. And the, the reasoning is, like, military defense, right? Military secrets. You can't say this. We're not, you know. The one, we're not that. in a real yeah. war. 
Um, so you like we have to be strategically careful politically about what you say to your your radio like you're not the news and the real news is going to put out the news and you're that's not your job. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's that piece of it, which sure, I can see it like that. They just don't want that. But yeah. then the other piece and that like I was really getting from the general is like your job is to make these guys feel better. Mm-hmm. And if you're reporting on all of the crap shitty stuff that is real that's not that's not like that's not helpful Mm -hmm. like this is for this is entertainment to to like get you through he tells the guy when he when he ends up telling him he's shipping him to guam he's like what do you mean he was like i just think you were just sort of like i put up a lot of your shit i said but you're just mean and this is just radio Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, and what this radio. is for is radio. Like it's 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 it, the purpose of this, and so it, it's interesting because it's like yeah. that's what I think it's really about, and it, it's not as much about censorship as which I thought it was when I was a kid, and it's more about like what is your role, and can you you know that's a difficult role to play. You know, with your reading of the movie, because I'm more or less gravitated to him him being the good guy, like, but it kind of indicates that he was he. It was on him to read the situation because he was in Greece before that, mm-hmm. and the and needs of that of that theater or that uh, you know situation are different than in Vietnam. And maybe in 65. he does. Huh? Yeah, Vietnam and they're like, in sixty five. They, they said the the, new, the, the uh, year because yeah, we had, we didn't catch when the year was. Yeah, it opened with sixty five. Okay, 65. yeah. So yeah, they they're, they're adding, escalating they're, as they yes, go through. Escalating. Adding more and more troops. So I think they're going, they go from 75 to over 400,000 troops by the time the movie is done. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, there's that. And then the other piece is like, how, and I just, it's so interesting to do this after Robin Williams has passed, right? Because like, he is that guy. Like, he is that, like, his life was like, he is funny and he has this talent and he can like bring light. Um, but like, that is like, physically like to the physical person doing it like that is hard um right like you're living real life real life things are happening you were just almost bombed right like in this movie and now you're supposed to come in and talk about really light stuff and make people laugh and that's your role and it's really important role but like that inner turmoil it's like it those are not consistent things and like i just i i think it's really interesting i don't know if you caught this um but like he he keeps saying, oh your hour like your hour uh, is up or whatever, um, or this this hour. But he's actually on for like four straight hours twice a day. Mm-hmm. Four hours. Yeah, I didn't. Catch so up that's there. tiring. Yeah. Like and so six to, to ten. Like, I think okay. he does six to ten, and then comes back on at like four maybe. Mm-hmm. So on to- just to add on top of what you're saying, that's like a, a full eight hour day, you know, broken up, but a full of being on. Of being on, and he's good at it. But, but also, still, when yeah. they when they bring him in and talk about the guy who he thinks is his friend, how he's been sort of like, and he uh, is his friend. Is he? Yeah, he is his friend. He saved him. He is, is his he? friend. He's he's also he's his friend. Yeah, he. But he also, yeah, because if you think about it, he's already, and we're talking about Tran or Tuan 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 now. Um, he's already putting himself in danger. With the authority, the South Korean authority, the South Vietnamese uh, authorities and the Americans. And now him saving um, 
Robin Williams' life is going to put him now probably in some danger from the people on his side. Mm-hmm. So that indicates to me that it's genuine. I thought it was genuine. And even like the confrontation in the end, like yeah. you, like I saw emotion there. Like it's not just a, but I'm using to, 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 to Why not? The point of what you put earlier about him sort of like not being able to read the situation. Like, who wasn't able to read that this kid was also involved in some other stuff. Oh, I know, yeah. right? I expected him to figure that out on his own, but he doesn't. He doesn't. They tell him. To tell him. Like, he doesn't realize, like, why... Like, the girl the girl doesn't like him in that way. Like, she did not say, hey, come meet me. No. But, like, he's like, oh, I'm going to go buy her some bananas. And then it blows up, and he doesn't put together later when she's still like, I don't want to date you. That, like, oh, wait, that means that day you probably weren't sending for me through your brother. Yeah, yeah he just doesn't get it. I saw this movie maybe 10 years ago or something, and I guess I had gotten things out of order because it's, that was so quick that the building exploded right after. Mm-hmm. So I already th- I was like, oh, he must get sus- suspicious. And that that um, scene where he confronts him, where he chases him through, I thought happened earlier. Mm-hmm. No. But no, yeah. like the fact that that blew up right after he was so urgently trying to get you out of the building. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's a mo- like a movie logic thing because we've seen so many movies. Yeah. And maybe within the moment, you're not thinking that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. Yeah, so he, he, you know, wasn't really reading the situations right and still behaving as if he was in Greece. When he first gets there, he sees, you know, the girl in the hat. And it's like, oh, I need, to, I need to get with her. And first oh, of was like, yeah, we can't stop. Like, you, gotta, <laughs> you have a meeting you have to get to. Like, it's much more serious. It's a serious situation. I don't think he was used to being in a serious situation. He's been in Greece the whole time. I mean, they make, a, the, really they make it a good point. To, or or the, what he's wearing when he gets yeah. there is... Ultra ca- casual, yeah. Uh huh. Like, <laughs> crazy casual. They're like you're not in your uniform. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. But he never does. He never, never wears. Does. Like no, again. he gets into he gets into something more yeah, like, later you know, on. Yeah, really. Yeah, when he yeah. when he when he when he comes back and they tell him that he's when they tell him they're sending him away. And the other thing is he's he's not in a uniform. Though. The other thing mm-hmm. is he's is Air he? Force. He's not Force, yeah. Army. Yeah. And and I thought that was a whole interesting like how does that work like cross. Uh, service uh what do you call it ranks and stuff yeah. like that mm-hmm. clearly there's people who have authority over him even though he's from a different branch mm-hmm. but i don't think his uniform will ever look because he's wearing more blue yeah he's got his blue hat on yeah i think he's gonna always look different than the other ones because of a different service that's true but it was really fascinating to see that then they were trying to really police what he played on the radio as well because mm-hmm. they want to rile up the troops and what do you think, Julia? We were both like, this would all make mean more. To, the song choices and the references oh, yeah. would make more, like, would mean more to us if we knew who a bunch of these people were. And also, Julia <laughs> made the point that all of that music is considered tame now. Oh, 100%. So yeah. it was, I was like, I like, can't tell the difference between this polka and this other thing that they're playing. I can tell the difference thing. between the polka. <laughs> but it was, it was like, you know, it's like, what is subversive at the time? What isn't subversive yeah. at the time? 65. Yeah. And it's 65, right? So this is the 80s that this movie comes out, but it's referencing 65. And the people who were watching in the 80s probably did Absolutely, absolutely. but also could make a a parallel to the music of the 80s that was, you know, they didn't want rallying up kids. Right. And you got like Footloose and stuff like that happening at the time, right? So it makes sense. But like, yeah, for this, I'm like, I understand the concept and I'm believing you, but these, like, these names, they mean nothing to me. Well, he compares one of them to some some musician doesn't he what is the he's got like two bosses which is the one that thinks he's funny (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, the one who gets on the radio and bombs. <laughs> bombs. But he's so convinced. Everyone's telling him he's not funny. I know Everybody. I'm funny in my heart. <laughs> over and over and over. Like, hey, man, you're not like, funny. It's so sad. I feel they, they look like they actually like him in some sort of way. Because they look so like crestfallen when he's on the air, they're well, like, "Man, we also, tried to prevent this this tragedy." But he's also like he's he's broadcasting to all of the troops. Like you've got troops out there. Like, oh god, what purpose. they send back their 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 <laughs> uh, feedback is brutal. Hawk. His name is Hawk. H u h a u k. Yeah, I know because I remember the fan mail. <laughs> I I thought he was a very funny character. He really it, was. Like, Within the movie, not yeah. as himself. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. ridiculous. Yeah. Um, might be my favorite part of the movie. I, I love that montage when they're playing Louis Armstrong and they're showing what's actually happening around Vietnam. So, Tim, you've been to Vietnam. Been to Vietnam. So, one of the things I was very... They, they mentioned that. Um, one of the things I was very surprised about is, like... So, when he gets there... I think I said it out loud where they were showing like a long street and some kind of big building. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, it's like a city city that he's in. Mm-hmm. And I I know that they have that now. But when I think about um, when our troops were in Vietnam, I don't think of them hanging out in the city. Like I think of them yeah, being in out in the jungle in like small villages. Saigon's a major like, city. But they were in Saigon and they were in like a house. Like the place that he was staying was an apartment or so, like an actual some, house. He wasn't in like a tent or something helpful yeah. for you to know maybe is that Vietnam had been a French colony for maybe a century even. Yeah. There's still a bunch of French bakeries there. Yeah. So also that's where pho pho was kind of created as a fast food with french influences that's why it's i don't think they eat a lot of beef or they were eating a lot of beef before the french yeah no they don't eat meat um well what? the buddhists don't but there was more there were more religions so wait, there pho is french influenced yeah like all that basil and, and beef like it was supposedly something that would be more appreciated on the uh, as street food by the french interesting and then our favorite, our favorite, my favorite pho place um, on the Ave by the university gives you a little cream puff at the end. It's quite good. <laughs> I always give away my cream puff. So yeah, no. So they had been a colony for a long time, which means that they would have at least one or two major cities that were made to be comfortable for Europeans. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the budget for this movie was thirteen million dollars, and mm. at the box office, it made one hundred and twenty-three point nine million. Wow, that's pretty successful. Um, and Robin Williams is a star. He, he won a Golden Globe for this performance. He did. Mm-hmm. He was also nominated for an Academy Award. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing: is like it wasn't over the top. Like I thought no. he was funny, and I was laughing at the jokes he was making. And I can imagine, like as a DJ, this would be great on the radio. Um, but he wasn't over the top. Like there are some roles I think of him in as like you can't be serious. You like you're not a real Oh, it's huge. a it's a drive by fruiting. No, I haven't seen Mrs. Dumpfire in a while, but it is on um Fifth it, Avenue. Yeah, it's on stage on now. Fifth Avenue Theater. I was like, I don't really want to go see it because it's not wrong. But to me, it, it's that scene when they're they're they run to those those troops in the in the truck and yes. such a good scene. And he doesn't want to do it. But he turns it on and it he turns does it. And they're so they're so appreciative that he's doing mm-hmm. it. And well, he, he it. appreciates well, he's I genuine. think that's it too. Yeah. Go ahead, honey. Yeah, he's genuine. Mm-hmm. Like he cares. And he wants to do it that for them. 
It's a great scene. It's a perfect scene for turning around that dramatic tension or whatever of, oh, I'm done with this. Oh, the army doesn't like me. But the army, he's like, the army doesn't want me or something. He says something like that. Mm -hmm. But he's just looking at the army administration. Right. And the army is, I think, the heart and soul or whatever you want to call it of the army is the men, right? The the, they want him. They, yeah. It's important for them because, like he said, what did he say? One of the he was making fun of one of the guys from New York, and he was like, "Oh, I, I got drunk, and I woke up, and I'm on this, I'm on yeah. this, uh, yeah, I'm on a, I'm on a truck, yeah, I'm on a truck, and like, yeah, I mean, that's kind of a simplified way of putting it, but, but yeah, talk about people these getting kids drafted. just, huh? The people getting drafted, they're getting drafted. Yeah. All of a sudden, they're in this different country on a truck, and they uh, all they have to like really like touch base, not just with home, but even the nearest quote unquote society, which is that city, because like you said, most of them when they're on duty are out in the woods exactly. or in the rice paddies or whatever. Mm-hmm. So the only thing that's connecting them to some familiarity is this is this voice on the radio. Playing songs that they know, that they love. Yeah, songs that they actually know, not songs that like they grew up listening to that their parents listened to. Yeah. yeah. The other thing I thought was interesting, I'm like, okay, so I, I, I was prepared to be bothered, and I was, like just seeing the interactions between um, local Vietnamese and the u.s soldiers yeah and just yeah. like having that like I, and i it was it was not as bad as i thought it was going fight? to be well but just like the beginning of like him seeing um the love interest or the woman yeah. that he liked i forget her name and he, he's like dragon lady and like yeah, the and it's dragon just like all about just like oh my god was it the same like, woman i i thought he was he saw like two or three different women did. who were wearing this like a similar thing he in did. a hat he did which really bothered well kind of bothered me because it was like oh it could have been any woman, because they all looked the same to him, and he said the, the, the he whole said reason. Fa- he said they're fast. Yeah, it, yeah. Uh, so that. Yeah. Um. So okay. So I was expecting that to be a problem. Um. And then yeah, like so the bar scene. The bar you've scene. Got, so you've got how they treat Tuan, who's there, who turns out they. Sh- I mean, I, I, we were trying to like it was a chicken and egg thing, like if they were nicer to him would he not have bombed that place or were they no. right to be not nice to him because he was going to bomb that place i was like, making that i made that comment earlier it was like oh is it kind of a chicken egg but then when but i said that at the time but when we got be- to the point where he was actually confronting him if they were nicer to him his brother mother all of those people still would have been dead yeah so yeah. so there's that like how they treat him but there's the women the women thing is for me like uh, and they, exp- they they go into that quite a bit and um and talking like why the sister won't get with him right because like we know how this plays out and um th- it was an interesting rewatch because that like the way they were treated like the women are just like these objects yeah and like I-, I expected that to be a problem and it is but the I- this is the first time I saw it now as an adult watching. Um, the other side of it and I think it was also while um, during that Louis Armstrong um, mm-hmm. scene that you were talking about Tim is like a scene. you see that like <laughs> this is this is a situation where you've taken people and put them like taken them from their home from the things that they love from everything that's familiar to them mm-hmm. their world you took them out of their world and you stuck them somewhere else and like they don't they're not getting any normalcy and like mm-hmm. there's a point where like this guy is like petting this one woman's head and she's just kind of like not interested and it's like they're also not getting what they want like um everybody's out of place 
everybody's out of place. Everybody's like you're not having a connection. You don't have all like, of a sudden all these U.S. troops and people just show up in your country. Show up well, in your I, country, and on the other side, you've shown up in somebody else's. And like, I can maybe pay somebody for sex, but like, I'm not having a genuine con- like connection with somebody necessarily. And like, I'm. But this also I'm it's intruding it, in someone's it, world. Even though the Americans are just showing up, it's a continuous. It's kind of a continuation because the French were departing there, yeah. were departing as the Americans were taking over and the French were probably worse because it was a it was, they were a colony at that point and so they probably were treating the women however they wanted to mm-hmm. didn't we just watch another movie oh I was watching um what do you call that um an Ip Man movie mm. and and at the time you know th- this is Hong Kong instead but you know it was colonized by the British and the way that the women got treated there Mm-hmm. was you know similar they were just yeah well so so there's that and i i don't know about that but like it was just an interesting like from the perspective of the soldiers um feeling bad for them like feeling bad for, some of them were assholes but like there were some of the scenes where i'm just like yeah like i'm sorry for you that you're in this place and you want a connection with a woman and you like that's not for you here mm-hmm. like just it, it was another example of like how I think you know despite it's how tough. despite how many people we did send over there I think there were still more men of that age still in the United States who were all getting to live that life exactly and that's what you mean you know somebody got a deferment because they got to go to college right. or this or that and so not only yeah not only is the normalcy r- ripped away or bo- other people spurs. are moving on with their mm-hmm. lives yeah got spurs in my feet I can't go yeah there you go. I mean, yeah, I'm not running for president, <laughs> but like if I could that specific situation, I would look for a way to get out of it, too. Uh, who is that? Colin Farrell is in a um, a movie, Tigerland, and I think it was based in Vietnam. And it was just like, yeah, just trying to get out. Like, what people can you do? Like people yeah. shooting their arms off to, to yeah. get out. There's out. a famous, in fact. Shoot themselves to get out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To get sent home. It's on the bookshelf here, I believe. There's a famous science fiction book by Joe Haldeman called The Forever War. And it it takes place in, you know, in the future. They're fighting this. this uh, I don't see it right now, honey. I claimed it was on there, but I'd have to find it. Um, there's There's a an aspect of traveling faster than light in which time slows down for you and remains constant for, you know, earth or whatever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so every time they ship soldiers out to fight this war and come back, Mm -hmm, they mm -hmm. haven't aged nearly as much and the world has moved on. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was an allegory for the Vietnam war, right? So not only are you going to be ripped away from home when you come back, you're not going to recognize the society. Yep. Which is what happened. And we know that in the 80s. That's a mm -hmm. brilliant thing about this. Like, I feel like this time is like, we we talked about Rambo and like just the return for this specific um, group of veterans. Yeah, it was it was way different than especially because they weren't winning per se. It was different than Korea. They came back. They hadn't won, but it was still they still got treated okay. World War II was a big victory and also Parades. it was, you know, good versus evil. And Vietnam was like one of the first ones where they didn't come back with that sort of thing. And when you said good morning, Vietnam, for some reason I, in my head, I was like, f- for just a second, I thought we were going to do born on the 4th of July, uh, which uh-huh. is one that we should also do at some point. But that, and that goes very much into the coming back and, and not being able to deal with Gary Sinise. And, 
Is he in and that? And Tom yeah. Cruise, yeah. right? Yeah, him and Tom what? Cruise. What? But that's his. That's his role in Forrest Gump. Right? Is it, it is kind of. Wait, is it? It's there. It's his Gary Sinise, right? Wait, as the lead. Important. The lead is Tom Cruise. I haven't seen that movie, what? so I don't know. <laughs> but it's kind of I don't crazy remember if he was the, in that one too. I thought he was in it. Um, but yeah, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. This is more of a like, and also while you're gone, it's not the best either. Oh, it's not him. Right. And you're and you might die tomorrow, and you're like, you're a kid. Like these are guys are kids. Um, some of them are not, but yeah. Anyway. And it wouldn't necessarily be uncommon. It probably was maybe even more than half of them who were virgins when they got there. If yeah, you're like eighteen or nineteen. You. In that society, maybe you hadn't gotten lucky yet. And he made that joke. He made the joke because, like, one of them had a condom on his helmet mm-hmm. or something. And then, like, um, he said something about one of them being a virgin. Oh, because he, like, stuttered when he said his name or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and just, it, yeah. That was another mental connection. That's the mental connection that made me think of um, Patch Adams. Yeah. Because he puts the condom on his nose and it's red. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because Patch Adams had the clown nose. The clown nose. Um, which goes into next week where we've got a clown at a hospital. Um, Ooh. Yeah. Uh, y- yeah. I, I, it's interesting, right? Because this movie hits on all of those points in like a very like surface way that makes... I, Robin Williams is a really good actor, I think. Like it hits on all of these things, but you can see it in his face and the way he's experiencing it. And um, get through a movie where I'm not feeling super bad and laughing a lot and like... And then it's done. Like, then he's gone. And, but it was just like this snapshot of, of a s- experience. Mm, one of the things I was trying to think about was like, okay, so this is released in early 88, late 87. The Cold War is still going, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's an all, a, an interesting thing of like, this is post Vietnam. Um, so it's a, it's commentary on that in some way, but it's also pre, Pre end of Cold War, so you've still got like. I feel like they don't make any reference. Or there's maybe one or two to the Cold War even happening. Yeah. Or the no, Soviets. No, yeah, I don't, they don't say it at all, at all, as far as I know. But you know, it's interesting, and, and I'd have to look up when it happened. But um, the Af- the Russian Afghanistan war happened in the eighties, and that was. I mean, you remember we watched um, not Foyle's War. Whose war? <laughs> Foyle's War is a. Uh, is the it's British Charlie movie, like, Wilson's War? Charlie Wilson's War. <laughs> it's a good, it's a great but movie. They, it's a really it's a, good movie. it's a good movie, but also like they were, uh, the Americans, you know, the Western powers were explicitly trying to make that Russia's Vietnam, where they would get caught in there and and bleed them in, basically in the eighties. In the eighties in yeah. Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Which probably was one of the major things that led to the uh, end of the Cold War, between that and Chernobyl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, can we talk about the murder or the attempted murder? Do we think so? The explain the attempted sergeant, murder, just in case. Yeah. So the sergeant major who runs the radio station mm-hmm. does not like Robin Williams's character. Mm-hmm. Robin Williams decides he wants to go do off some. Base. Wants to go off base. Wants to take a field trip and talk to soldiers out in the field, which makes a lot of sense. And I'm sad that that didn't actually happen. Um, and. So the request gets made, and he needs a pass in order to leave. And the sergeant major says, wait, where does he want to go? Hold on. And then he goes and talks to uh, someone else within the military and confirms that the way to get to where he wants to go is dangerous. Um, it's, it's enemy controlled now. It's absolutely 
enemy controlled and so basically it's yeah like it's it, you wouldn't send a soldier there right um and then he says issue a 24-hour pass now i don't think you can do that like even if you don't like this guy on the radio like, gonna blow unless up? you unless you um think he's going to kill other people like maybe I, i'm trying to expand my mind and like maybe his rhetoric no. on the station would make soldiers die like i'm thinking jack nicholson like we live on that wall we die on that wall mm. um i don't situation. think this guy deserve, deserves that i don't like it just it almost feels like twirling a mustache villain. Like, yeah. oh, I'm just going to <laughs> I'll like send you there. Yeah, I was like, but what? That, I do think that thing probably like happens a lot. Attempted murder, right? But what bothers me even more is he was willing to kill for uh, Forrest Whitaker. Whitaker. Forrest yeah. Whitaker is he's definitely the sort of person you want in the military. He seems I don't like think you can do that, like to your own troops, like just can. letting people die, not even letting people die, like sending them to get killed. You think you can because you don't like him. And I know I've heard, like I've heard that like a lot of crazy <clears throat> stuff happened in Vietnam and like terrible, like kind of war crimes happened. Um, but like usually, I'm picturing like from the movies of like you you killed a lot of innocent civilians in a village. Um, and did terrible things that way. I did not. I have not heard of things like against other military. Like this was a situation where you're military and you are promoting almost or forwarding the murder of somebody of your own. Which also doesn't make sense because what if he didn't die and he got taken prisoner and then what happens? Like he tells them everything. Like he reads the what news would he every know? day. Well, so like that was the other thing. Unlike hidden figures, oh, you mean if he got um, interrogated? Yeah, like unlike hidden figures, where like they were like redacting stuff so she wasn't allowed to look at it. This was like they were pulling the news. Like the the guys on the radio, the hosts were pulling the news straight from the machines, like as it's coming in, it's fresh off the press, and then bringing it to the screeners. But the screeners weren't blacking it out. They were saying, you're not allowed to say this. So like the newscasters, they knew what was going on. They were aware, like he had all of that news in his mind. But that that news is is probably redacted earlier. Like what's being being sent to them as news was going to be redacted before it got sent to them. Sure. And so he's just not allowed to say things that will negatively impact the troops. I suppose. And by the way, thank you for bringing those guys up. The two military, the twins? Yeah. Do you guys recognize them? No. You should recognize them. I didn't, but I do because you told me. Terminator 2. In Terminator 2, they're in the hospital and the T-1000 impersonates a um, security guard. Oh, yeah. And he walks up to him. They, those two, those two twins are the ones who are playing. I don't know if I knew before watching this movie that they they pulled it off using twins instead of some other camera trick. Yeah, but yeah, those guys are from that. Yeah, and so they're redacting stuff, or but they're not redacting. Like you're aware of it, but you're saying that that's not really they're censoring news. Them. And they're in censoring, case, yeah, they're censoring them. They're censoring them. So, but still, like this is the, you don't want these guys being taken prisoner. And potentially, you're definitely right about that yeah. information. Like that's something that, that the guy sergeant major had been threatening. So none of this makes sense. But it is attempted murder, right? Essentially, yeah, I would say so. 
Please. I know nothing about military law, but I think a court martial at the very least. If they found right. out what he did, yes. Yeah, they found and there's out. Enough, there's kind of enough of a trail. My guess is he was friends with the guy he called. Yeah. But outside of that... And they sent him away. They're like, we're sending you. You're just a mean SOB. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I, the, my, what I didn't like, and it's not the movie's fault, but I don't think he got sent away for that. I don't think the general found out. I don't think he did. That's or what else I was he would about. be he would be facing way worse consequences. Yeah. yeah. It was also because like I expected it to turn out differently. Like I thought that like when Knox found out that he that's not his name, but that's yeah, his yeah. name in Batman. When he found out that he was on that thing, he was gonna like broadcast on the radio, like, hey, by the way, yeah. this road is no longer safe. You might want to turn around if you're on it. Like I thought it was gonna be something like that, like using the radio, but like no, that wasn't what it was. Um Okay. I did like how they, they figured out, they were like, why do you, as far as um, Tuan, mm-hmm. like, how do you think he made it through VC controlled territory without, or like safely to even find you? Right. Well, and I was worried yeah. about that, right? Because they showed that they saw him drive past and I'm like, why did they let him go? Oh my gosh, he's going to be, like, I was worried about mm-hmm. him. I just thought it was because, oh, he's kind of a kid. Like, we're going to leave this kid alone. I don't, yeah. Yeah, we're not after him. He's not American military. <laughs> um, yeah, interesting. Also, um, the other piece about like Tuan, like I thought that he was, I thought he was genuine when it came to his interactions with Robin Williams. Like Robin Williams made him laugh. He liked him because like he brought him to their home. Like he was like, you're drunk. If you drink more, you're going right. to get sick. Here, come dry out over mm-hmm. at my house. Um, and he, said, like, he said the girl's going to be there. Yeah, that's, that's how he got her, him to do everything. That was really funny. You know, there was a line in a book I was reading recently, and, and you know, you've heard it before, but it's like the best liars lie as little as possible. So him genuinely liking him makes it seem probably makes it easier for him not to be suspicious. Right. I I I didn't see him doing anything that like he was getting out of Robin Williams. Like I think that you can I have think multiple- getting into the club or into the bar. I think getting into the bar was was the main accomplishment there. Hmm. I and just may, thought of and it may as have like continued separate- to go on. So I just I just thought of it as like separate circumstances like in my day in like sometimes like in my day job i do these things and i also have friends and family on the side that i hang out with for other things so like i thought of them as separate things do you think that he was using robin williams the whole time yeah really but also liked him i I think that's exactly the point of like a good war movie is to not cut and dry it Mm -hmm. like you can like the invading army or the occupying hiring army individuals and still have a problem with the larger organization which is causing deaths because mm-hmm. it's not even the war that was causing the death of those people he made it specific that american soldiers had shot these people in his life yep, yep. not the northern vietnamese or anything like that yeah but i mean Robin williams is super likable mm-hmm. <laughs> like how sort do you of, balance- unless you're the girl that he's interested in because that was a Bit that much. was yes, it was. But you know, in general, what I what I mean is, he's you know, he was a nice guy to hang out with for that kid, and also benefited, you know, gave him the benefit of, of some access to. Also, actually, I don't know if he's the one who who planted the bomb. He just happened to know it was going. That's off. what I thought. I thought he just like knew and was like, "Oh, I know somebody who hangs out there. Let me go." Yeah. Um. So that's why which I is really that dangerous on him. That's a real yeah. dangerous choice for him to make. Because he was right there, right at the right time to be like, 
we got to go. Uh, here's a lie to get you out of here. I thought he genuinely cared about him and he was genuinely a friend. You know, this is what this is making me think of um, to bring it forward a bit. Um, There's recently some car bombings going off in um, Syria. Mm-hmm. But what this was really making me think of was our time in Iraq and how many interactions of this type were going on because it was constant bombings and car bombings and all that other sort of stuff. I think the American troops spent a lot more time in our compound essentially than in this case probably because of what they learned from their experiences yeah, in just, vietnam yeah don't go into this like uh yeah. wasn't there um the hurt locker isn't there a subplot with a young boy in that one does anybody remember i don't remember i don't remember uh, i might need to just rewatch that movie but, um so, so i could get the details but there is and so that's, you know, another thing that <laughs> but there happens. Is. <laughs> no, there, there definitely is. I, I don't know if he's like, oh, is his buddy? Because it involves like a soccer ball or something like that. Well, so when they're, um, there's a point in this, and again, like this is, this is 87, 88, right? So like the audience is probably expecting very different things than what we're expecting at this point mm-hmm. as watching it. But like when, um, it's after the restaurant bombing, but there's, um, a whole bunch of troops on like those big, uh, vehicles where they're all in the back. It's like I don't know what those are called, but um, there's like four Troop transports of them. basically. Yeah, like, there's like four of them, and they get blocked because there's some car trouble. And they come out and they're like, "What's going on?" And I was like, "Oh my god, these guys are all going to die." Thought, I thought so too. Yeah, I, thought I thought that there like, was a bomb or a trap. Yeah, and I thought like, okay, so now Robin Williams is really going to go over the edge because like this other thing happens, and then him and Forrest Whitaker actually drive up in their jeep and like are stuck in the traffic, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Oh my god, now it's going to blow up, and he's going to see it happen," and like be all upset and like instead it turned into this really happy great scene but i did i ex- i fully expected but there was tension that the whole time trouble to be and yeah. i have no idea if that's something that in the 80s or in like the stuff that was happening then as much but i like my perspective i just assume that kind of stuff is happening which is terrible and it's like sad right because like in that one uh there was like a little kid standing by that car and in my mind i was like wow i'm surprised they're gonna like sacrifice that little kid but it wasn't like it was just for the, for an explosion that's big enough to take out the sharks it would have been affecting people all around that block yeah it's true yeah like and i think that they definitely did like you don't want to be alienating or, or hurting your own people as much as possible i don't know because you're also in a civil war so it's like is this your own or not because it's the part no, right? no, no, like, no, but the population you have to keep their what do you call it you can't be looked at too as worse than the other side. Right, true. I hope so. But like also like um like uh so Tuan like they refer to him as like a terrorist, right? Like he's not he's not on the other side of the civil war. He's not on the other like he's he's Yeah, he is. Is he or is he just anti the people who are here and so he's like also against them but like his own thing, not like part of this other military. No, no, he was he was Viet Cong, which was the South Vietnamese like arm of the North an arm isn't quite... The, they were the allies to the North Vietnamese army. There you go. The allies. He was an ally, too. Yeah. yeah but they, like as an organization, yeah. they were the ones who were fighting the Americans as much as the, the, as the Northern Vietnamese army. Right. Right. That's true. Okay. Good point. Um, Tim, tell us about Vietnam. What about it? In Vietnam. Remember first time? In Vietnam. Like, you've been there. I've been there. What uh, have you seen movies since you've been there like this where no. it kind of gives you a gist of Mm-mm. okay, it's much different Vietnam when I was there, obviously. Yeah. Um, the Vietnam War Museum was very interesting, 
Yeah. Because uh, it's a very communist country, but it allowed. There's a book, and the, when you leave the museum, you walk out. There's a book there, like a guest book, and people can write whatever they want in that book. So it was oh. interesting seeing people be able to freely express themselves in this book about the things that they've seen in this museum. That was the most fascinating part of the trip. How so repressive did you, like, is the country? Through? Does it seem like the government is repressive? Uh, yeah, you can't get on Twitter when you're there. Oh, okay. You go to you try to post on Instagram. It's a seven minute delay. They've got stuff on lock. Someone came on our bus and we just wanted all of our passports, and we've been watching you. And did you give it to them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was my other option? When the cops pull me over, I don't say no. You can't have my driver's license. Yeah. So if we okay. want to see your ID, do you guys have like assault rifles? Or no. Well, it was one guy who was very assertive about what he wanted to see, and we've been watching you Americans here. And so you just no. all like showed your passports. Yeah. Huh. What are you gonna do? No. Guns? Do they have guns? There are people with guns. We didn't see the guy. With the if guy. he said no, the people with guns would have gotten there. Yes. <laughs> My so, guess. So you comply. Because what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. I can't have, there's no phone call I can make. Yeah. Interesting. But it was, it's a beautiful city. I mean, Ho Chi Minh is a beautiful city. We're out in Chow Duck over, over by the Cambodian border at first. And there's no Americans out there, which is where we got stopped. Mm. But in, in Ho Chi Minh, formerly Saigon, it's just a major It's like any major city. Burger Kings, parks. There, there are sections of the mi- middle of the city that remind me of San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I believe that. It's an old post office. It's, it's, so it's a very much a major it's city. It's interesting. It we, is, but it, yet no social media. Or like no... The government as a whole does not... Well, at the time when I went, you couldn't get on Twitter. It was a website. It sounds like uh, kind of like China, basically. No. Are we all getting along now when you go there? Like I, it seemed fine. I mean, I mean, there was one store we went into where they did, weren't jiving. It was a bunch of us guys walked in, and they weren't jiving with us. We were very visibly black, and they were like, yeah. "You went with other black people." There were a couple other black people with me. Yeah, I didn't know that. Marcus was with me, and uh, we had a couple other. Wait, black. Marcus went with you? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. That was the only store where. I felt that visible, like we're not welcome in this store. So we just like, all right. I how was like, old I, were the how old were the people running it? I don't remember. Because you can imagine, we're only like another say, like, couple decades nah. before the generation who was who lived through who it. lived through this are going to be gone. My dad went there what a year ago. Do you like it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think he, I I think he did. The, the food is cheap. The food is good. The did you have pho? Yeah, I'd pho every day. So pho is not indigenous. No, I mean noodle noodle soup in and of itself is, but like beef based noodle soup with the specific spices is probably. So I wasn't eating meat, so I had them. They made my my special pho, and they had to make it with like instant noodles and fresh vegetables. Man, it was amazing, amazing, yeah. So pho in Vietnam is not. He says amazing, but no beef. No like, beef. by definition, means not amazing to me. No beef. Pho, I don't eat beef. Pho in Vietnam is not vegetarian, necessarily? Well, the place we were going to eat, one place we went, would this happen? It was, everything was fresh. It was literally... Man, I used to have the picture on my phone. I think I still do. But it was, like, this farmland and a restaurant. So, you go eat, and they, they were growing the stuff that they were cooking stuff mm-hmm. with. Farm to table. So, if I wanted it fresh... You know, I, th- I thought was problem. was really cool is, like, is those like, rice patties and the 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 walkways between them. Yeah, yeah. Did you go out and cool do that? Nah, I would do that. Um. So I, I just it's interesting <clears throat> to me because I think of um. 
like there are a lot of vegetarians like that's like a, a heavy vegetarian influence right so I'm surprised that like the pho broth because like pho is easy to have vegetarian you just don't put the meat in it but it's the broth that makes it non-vegetarian and so I'm surprised that they wouldn't have a vegetarian broth just I, like as the default the, the place I went to did but I don't know if that's everywhere. The place, the one place where I had this happen, yeah. but mostly they had like chicken and stuff. I don't know how much chicken it was, but it was good. About Thank f- the French. About fifty percent of the country is Buddhist, but, but then there's a, like, for instance, there's a lot of Catholics there. Yeah, Muslims, Muslims too. We saw a lot of. We saw went to a Buddhist temple. Saw a lot of Buddhist temples. Saw a lot of mosques. And then also you could probably imagine within the city what the distribution is and within the city of who has the most money to spend on certain yeah. things. So it makes sense. Yeah, the, the Buddhist temples were nice. I didn't want to disrespect. There was one, I think I saw the picture on my phone, where it's just all these shoes outside this temple because mm-hmm. everyone's inside. I really want to really go cool. to Thailand for that reason. Like I know they have really nice Buddhist temples too. I've always been interested in going to Thailand. It's uh, Tialo went there recently, and I loved the pictures. It was Thailand, yeah. Um, okay. Um, well, anything else you guys want to talk about? Do you want to? I have get my into notes. Influences? I have a oh, few you notes. notes. Okay. Oh, so what just... What else have we haven't covered? Well, real quick, this is the field. These three women working out in the field. Oh, this mm. is the field. Yeah, That's really the cool. restaurant where we're at. That's really cool. Will you post that on the IG mm-hmm. or on yours and Tigas? Um, so, Kenan, what else you got? What else Just do you want to talk about? Um, the line from the uh, from the unfunny guy. I think I'm going to have fun for lunch. Sir, in my heart, I know I'm funny. It's, that was great. Um, also, so, there was a... like, straight man funny. Funny, not funny. Yeah, exactly. It's a straight man. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. Uh, to play off against. And then I believe this is in the, uh, the scene where they, um, where the trucks are all stopped and he was talking to the different guys and he makes some comment about like, um, less, uh, less popular than George Wallace in Harlem. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really oh, yeah, funny. Yeah. Cause it was like a campaigning, him campaigning in Harlem and like getting us like punch in the face. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, real quick, so I have this photo from the war museum and it says a work room, the photo collection of the U.S. aggressive war in Vietnam. U.S. aggressive war in Vietnam. Yeah. yeah, But it wasn't a war. It's still never been a war, right? No, it's... I don't think the... the I mean, the, the U.S. Congress hasn't declared war since World War II. Um, let's see. I re- okay, I really liked the typewriter tra- transitions. Yeah, that was really cool. It was really effective at keeping the story, like, moving. followable and moving. It's um, also a very satisfying sound. Like, yeah, I love really the are. sound of that the typewriter. old typewriter. Yeah, I have um, in my gaming computer what's called a mechanical keyboard, where instead of like sounding squishy, like most keyboards are like have like little rubbery stuff. Each one of them has a mechanical device underneath it. Anyways, when you type on it, you, it's very click 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 click. It's very uh, satisfactory or satisfying sound. Hmm. And Can part I try of the, it? yeah, totally. And part of the reason they do that is is because it makes like playing games and stuff like that more effective because like on your regular keyboard sometimes a key like multiple keys are actually tied to the same input mechanism and that makes it so like say three of them are close to each other there's a little ring underneath it like a rubbery ring and so when you press down one it activates a mechanism that if you were to press the nearby key it's activating the same mechanism through that ring how does the ring know which one did it then 
I'm not that great. I read that. I read it way, way back when. Um, because there's like if I hit S versus D, like the keyboard knows which one I hit. Maybe by so the how? angle. Maybe by the angle or pressure or whatever. But the point is, is that it, like they're tied to they're tied together. So it's you can have input like crossover, basically. So a mechanical keyboard pr- completely prevents that because every single key is key to its own. own mechanism. And then my last little one is I really liked this line. It's too long for the title of this of this mm-hmm. episode, but it was. It's unbelievable. Five months in Saigon and my best friend turns out to be a VC. This will not look good on a resume. (laughs) So this movie is full of those. Like, this is one where like every other like scene because like that's that's could that be the title? Because it was it was it was like a lot of things. I honestly thought (laughs) like he was more funny when he wasn't on the radio. Yeah. Like he when he was on the radio, he was clearly like he was crowd pleasing. But he was sharp, like, mm-hmm. like witty. Uh, witty. There you go. Um, and it's funny because part of that reminded me of Popeye. So this is the third Robin Williams movie that we've done. <laughs> You're welcome. I didn't love You Owe Me an Apology. I didn't love Popeye. But one of the things that I remember from it is like him like talking out of the side of his mouth to himself. Like he was mumbling the yeah. whole time. And in this, that's what he's he's doing that a lot too, except for he's there's a person next to him. So he's like talking at the person next to him and he's not mumbling, he's talking out loud. But like he just he has these like full conversations and then he's able to do it on the air too with himself. I would venture to say that watching Popeye made this movie and all Robin Williams movies more rich experience for you. Yeah. In fact, maybe you should thank me. You owe me an apology. You're not going to get it. You're not going to get it. It's not. It, no, I loved this movie anyway. The, it, it, reminding me of Popeye mumbling is not. Nope. Sorry. <laughs> Burn the building down. <laughs> but it was a lovely experience <laughs> now that we've gotten past it. Um. Okay. okay. The other thing I I did want to mention was the uh, restaurant owner. So there's a specific bar Ooh, restaurant that, was yeah, that the guy. The, the was popular. Yeah, and he's gay, right? That's the idea. And he wants he to see be. naked pictures be. of American movie star or naked pictures of everybody. Like, do you I didn't, think that I didn't he was putting was on an on. act, or do you think that was genuine? I'm not sure. I think I think. If it was genuine, it was over the top for purposes of. Uh, it was strategically that way for him, so I don't think it was fu- all fully genuine. But it was like that. Was that the idea? Like I, I think it, I think it might make him less threatening or easier to to kind of just overlook if he's running a bar for a bunch of like macho American service members. Yeah formaldehyde in the beer that isn't healthy is it like i remember friends smoking um cigarettes dipped dipped in formaldehyde and like my understanding was like got you more high like i don't think that you're supposed to ingest formaldehyde but you know we've got people huffing all types of stuff yeah that's not supposed to be in your body right no i mean we use formaldehyde to basically kill things Use it to kill things? 
Well, yeah, like when you when you have like a cell culture and you want to do certain like staining and different procedures to it, you need to lock it in place and you use it as a preservative. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is, is a preserve. So I think of it as preserving, not killing. Same. Th- it freezes it, it, your body after you die so that it can last longer. Yeah, it makes it so your proteins are no longer functional. So it kills those cells. The cells on a on a on a in a petri dish or whatever, it kills them. They're no longer Ooh, functioning. So it's not preserving things. It's actually taking out things. That no, it's would preserving grow. them exactly as they are. Because, like for instance, if you want to look at the machinery inside of a cell, you can't you can't do that effectively while it's still in motion. You need to stop it. Oh, interesting. Anyway, formaldehyde in beer is not a good idea. I don't it even, doesn't sound like it to I, me. I don't know why <laughs> why it would be. And then he also, it doesn't taste good, apparently. Um, yeah, that was a character I wasn't sure about. Um, okay, what else do you guys want to talk about for the movie? Anything else? That's it. Kendon, anything else you got on your notes? Just something about the average content of formaldehyde was 0.132 milligrams per liter. What? It's compatible with food safe- safety legi- legislation. What are you talking about? Sorry, are, is this your notes or are you reading from an article? I just, yeah, Googled it. The average what of formaldehyde? Average content of formaldehyde in these beers. What beers? There's actual beer with formaldehyde in it? It looks like a lot. Uh, have I been drinking formaldehyde? The whole time. Yeah. What? At quote unquote safe levels. Huh. Your body's able to handle a lot of different types of toxins. There's not a lot of them. Not at safe levels. At safe right. levels. Right. Right. I mean, the dose makes the poison. Right. Right. Okay. Any other notes that you got? For I this do movie? not. I really liked it. Did you guys like it? I liked it. It's, yeah, it was good. It's fun. Yeah. What's your favorite thing? John Williams. Robin Williams. Robin Williams. Would <laughs> be great Williams. with John Williams doing the yeah. score. Mm-hmm. Probably my, Robin Williams. My favorite thing is that the, they didn't get the girl. I was irritated that she had to keep like. Entertaining down him, his like yeah, just like stop it. Like so, that was my least favorite thing about it was that like he was just Ugh, she's not into you, bro. Stop it, leave her alone. But I also appreciated the fact that like they didn't get together. He didn't like it. Didn't end with like he a didn't huge win her over. kiss and like, and then she's on the flight to America back with him, waving and smiling. Like I just I didn't know how. Like I I appreciated that he got a sh- he got a handshake. Yeah, I. Yeah, I appreciated that. Um, so that was my favorite thing about it. And then I also really liked the baseball scene and the English language class, even though there was problems with it. I also kind of loved it. It, it seemed like he happy. was. He, do you seem like maybe he was riffing that whole time? What do you? Oh, What's yeah. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, yeah, just ad libbing. Improving. Mm-hmm. It seemed like that was like that was purpose of some of those scenes. He was just like up there improving. Mm-hmm. Just real life human interactions. Yeah, yeah it was pretty good. Uh, what were your favorite things? Oh, you guys both Robin yeah. Williams? Yeah. Good job. Yeah, for yeah. sure. It's particularly outside of... Oh, man. So just some of his things. He said, you're in need of a blowjob more than any white man in history. Yeah, and then the that. general thought that was funny. Okay, let's talk about the general. Because he was my second, like, my runner-up favorite thing. Because mm-hmm. he was hilarious. He was just like, I think he's funny. And I think the guys are going to think he's funny. And then the guys did think he was funny. And he's like... I think he's funny. The guys think he's funny. That's what I brought him for. He's making them happy. I want them to be happy. Like, I liked that. I don't think that generally exists. Like, that character seems too good to be true. 
maybe. Mm. Do you think he, I, I'm not at I the time? I feel like I, I, I could I could imagine it at the time. Yeah. Really. Because sure. they're not at war yet. Yeah, because he remember he like well they're not at a war not on full war you're right and also he likes his he likes his his soldiers. Yeah, but he he's also got a sense of humor. Like I just think of like this is me purely from the outside, obviously, but like I think of like people who would get to the rank of general. It's probably pretty stuffy and serious and like about some things, but some, not about the radio. It depends on the ra- it, well, but that, even it just depends like being on able the to general. Like recognize this guy's funny. I'm gonna bring him down for my guys. Yeah, like he got that he's funny, and he thought it was funny. Yeah, they're not like all sticks in the mud. Really? Yeah, it depends on the general because they there's ones who are known to be really good with the troops, and there's other ones who are not popular, right? And this is an we're still in a what do you call it? Um, we're still in a citizen army essentially, like a, a recruit arm or um, we're, we're getting what do you call them? Drafty Volunteers. army. Yeah. So you have this whole wide breadth of people. I think of the army now. Like my impression is that they're all like serious and a lot less. I don't know. Have less of a sense of humor. <laughs> like they, okay. they don't seem. But I think at the time, since it was, it, he probably fought in World War Two. How you think about it at his age, like he, so he's he's been through a different set of experiences than maybe our modern military, which is more business like. It comes across as more business like, and everybody has volunteered to be there. It's more professional. Hmm. Okay, well that that might then switch to one of my favorite things. Or I mean, it was one of my favorite things. But yeah, I liked favorite. that actor. I liked his role yeah, too. I liked like his existence made me feel good. Um, and then. F- third place is hawk um this guy being so like i would like it if you guys saluted me once in a while and just like he was so funny the um the meeting that he decides to hold like he goes and closes the door and Mm -hmm. it's like after robin williams first uh broadcast and he's like i'm trying to hold a meeting here and it was funny because i didn't even know he was trying to hold a meeting like i saw that he was coming Mm -hmm. in and like complaining but he's like i'm holding a meeting here and then like the joke about the um acronyms and stuff like it was yeah (laughs) funny and like i felt like so this goes to the filmmaking i think that i think they did a good job like I felt like I was in that meeting with them. And at first I was like, wait, what's the joke? Oh, that's hilarious. And then every time he was doing it, I was laughing too. And then laughing at them and then laughing at him being like, what are you doing? And then he's like, turns to leave. And the guy's just standing there. He's like, I want to leave the room now. And like, <laughs> then the guy moves. And so then they go in there and like, these guys are laughing still about what just happened. But he's moved on and he is now demonstrating to this guy, like, when when I turn like this, I want you to move out of the way so that I can walk past That guy you. was funny, too. Yeah, they the guy, all were. Yeah. Like, that whole group. But I was thinking, if if you have to ask them to salute you, then it's already a problem. Yeah. Well, and he was You've like... You've already lost. And he was like, um, why... So that guy, why were you guys... Uh, why were you laughing when you were typing it up? And he was like, I was thinking about something else. else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing when you were typing it up? That's a funny line. It's a really well-written film. It is. And it's, well, I think it's well done. Anyway, all right, well, let's get into that part. Um, Good Morning Vietnam. Is it a classic or are we past it? It's a classic. classic. classic it movie. is a classic. Definitely a classic. Classic. Classic, classic movie. Even now. Like, I'm, I'm glad we thought of it and I'm excited to recommend it to everyone to say, hey, if you haven't seen this in a while, let's do it. It's a good yeah. one. It's not, it's not, um... It's not like overly fluffy. It's real. There's real stuff happening. It makes you feel a little emotional, but it's enjoyable and and it's good. So there you go. So friends, sorry for the deviation. Hopefully 
it's okay with you and we're excited to bring you joker next week for those who were like oh my gosh we didn't do our homework and we like oh i don't know what to do um now you have another week to watch the joker if you want to watch it before we do our flash to the future the movie that has made over a billion dollars just in case you haven't caught it yet yeah (laughs) so in case you want to like help it make more money we gotta see the joker (laughs) have seen it already (laughs) yeah probably um so but we're gonna talk about that next week uh when kendon what will we be we'll be back